Welcome to Thinking Reimagined, produced by Live Abundantly. Live Abundantly is committed to justice, equity, equality, diversity, and inclusion for the creation of a global society which respects the rights and well-being of all citizens. We invite you to visit our website livesabundantly.com to support our initiatives for women, youth and children. Thinking Reimagined, changing the mindset for For a better better global society. Are you ready for this conversation, people? Can I hear you? Oh, I can hear you. Are you ready? Let me introduce some of our panelists to you. Some of them joining us from the UK. Miss Abby. Abby Shotimino is educationist, advocate, author, and poet. And Abby joins us live from London. Can we please put our hands together for Abby? Let me introduce Abby a little more. A very bold, very confrontational, and very opinionated. And we've been having this conversation since January. And I'm just blown away when I see women who are not only passionate about their own families, but also passionate about nation building. And she wrote here about what she thought about Thinking Reimagined podcast. She said, the podcast seeks to enlighten as well as challenge the ways we think. It has been a wonderful opportunity to join the panelists to share views on current issues affecting not just Nigerians, but all the world's citizens. Once again, can we please put our hands together for Abby? Why am I not seeing her face yet? Abby's online. She'll join us shortly. We also have joining us from the UK, B.C. Alimi. How many of you know B.C. Alimi? B.C. Alimi is an executive coach, public speaker, international development consultant, and media commentator. Perhaps the first Nigeria to come out of the game. Very bold, very, <laughs> very bold. Someone said bold <laughs> in this part of the world. Really, really appreciate his contribution to the podcast in the course of the year. And he's also said, oh, BC is waving. Can you see him on the screen? Come on, put your hands together for him. What did you do with your hair, BC? Oh, my. All right, don't let me say you're crazy, but you know you are, really. <laughs> And BC said, as a lover of podcasts, I have had the opportunity to listen to so much amazing content, and I can confidently say that Thinking Reimagined ranks equally with many podcasts that I have listened to. The content, the panelists, the expertise on the issues are second to none. Is someone putting your hands together for the Thinking Reimagined podcast series? We also have joining us from somewhere in Nigeria, the Skelly and the Mayor Company, Skelly and Mayor, where are you? Put your hands together for Skelly and Mayor. Innocent Adache and Mayor Kuna. You guys are joining separately. For the first time, I thought that you're a pair made from heaven. What divided you this evening or this afternoon? You get to hear them shortly in the course of this conversation as well. So I'm going to bring some of our panelists up front in the first session. Um, I think I have just four chairs here and we're going to begin our conversation. Very simple conversation this afternoon. We're talking about what does being independent mean to you? And this has nothing to do with Nigeria's 61st independence, right? So we're not talking politics here. We're just talking about self-independence and the things that you and I should consider independence, so to speak. So let me bring on stage 
Dr. Ama, thought leader, educationalist, human development consultant, executive coach, and author. Executive director of the Leave Abundantly. She's the reason why we're gathered here. Can we please celebrate her? Please have your seat gently in, in front. With Dr. Ama, I mean, with, with Dr. Ama, you have to be very careful. <laughs> she just told me, you know, I should be called last, but I called you first. Have your seat, Dr. Ama. I'm holding the mic. <laughs> Come on, celebrate her. She always puts out the people first. Isn't that amazing? Perhaps if we have more leaders like Dr. Amma, um, you and I will carry bigger smiles than this this afternoon, if you know what I'm talking about. Let me also bring on stage our host this evening. He's the founder of Baturi an entrepreneur and investment consultant in Asia. So please celebrate him as we have Kevin Conroy take a seat in front here. Hello, Kevin. You needed some shots before you... <laughs> Come on, celebrate, Kevin. Thank you so much for joining this conversation this afternoon. We really, really celebrate you. So like I said earlier, it is an intergenerational conversation. I can see Abby, you look good this afternoon in your yellow dress, Abby. Thank you so much for joining us. So it, it's, it's an intergenerational conversation. We're talking with different sexes, talking with Shaw Alufoge, who is a political analyst and human rights activist. Can we please put our hands together for Funshaw? Okay, now I have just one more seat and I want to just bring in one of the IOM returnees to join in this first session. Jeremiah Dillu is Executive Director of Migrant Voice Association. He was lucky not to have died on the route between Nigeria and Libya, trying to escape, the, <laughs> trying to escape Nigeria, but he's back alive, hail and hearty. Can we celebrate Jeremiah? One of the IOM returnees and he's been doing a fantastic job trying to educate young Nigerians, leave Nigeria the right way. There's nothing wrong in leaving Nigeria, but just do it the right way. Okay, thank you so very much. Let's begin, ladies and gentlemen. Do they have mics? Let me begin from our online panelists. Hello, Abby. Good afternoon, if, if I may. Is there a feedback? If, if Good All right, on. she can Good hear on. me. Abby, what does being independent mean to you? Being independent, wow, this means so, so much to me and so many things to me. Um, when I think of the word independent, I think of self-will, freedom, liberty, autonomy, and um, being independent to me means bringing all these to the fore. It means um, freeing myself of um, shackles that I have consciously and unconsciously put around myself um, due to culture, expectations, um, knowingly or unknowingly, um, fear maybe. And uh, being independent means um, um, owning my truth, actually, owning my truth, walking my path and um, believing what I believe in and um, moving forward, actually, and helping others, actually, to become independent thinking as well. 
when you say owning your truth, you know, your truth can be a lie to another person, especially when your reality challenges what they believe to be the core, right? What they believe to be the right thing to do. So how do you own your truth in a society that thinks otherwise? Well, for me, I, I, I must say that I've owned my truth to a certain degree from a very young age. Um, as you may know, Nifemi, I'm a teacher. I'm a very proud teacher, um, but I, I studied law. I always wanted to be a teacher. So that's owning my truth. That's, there's no lie in that. But having grown up and realized that the certain expectations, um, the society has certain expectations of me, I've gone on not to further own my truth, if that makes any sense. I've gone on further to pretend in certain areas of my life and um, I'm shifting that now. Can we please put our hands together for Abby? I bring Kevin into this conversation, and I understand that your country is deliberating a second referendum to leave the United Kingdom. Am I right? Yes, that's very correct. Very correct. <laughs> All right, so let's have your own perception of perspective of what you would consider self-independence. Uh, great, and thanks very much for having us on the platform today. It's a real pleasure. And one of the reasons that we're here, and it's quite interesting for me, is in Scotland, originally from Scotland, we're having an independence debate that has lasted now for almost 20, 30 years. We've had a referendum where the majority said no to independence to remain within the UK back in 2007, and it's still on the, the political agenda today, um, and it will continue to be so. It's almost become a never-endum. It's like, okay, we didn't win this time. Let's keep trying. Um, but what does it mean to me? I think when I think about independence, I try to move away from nationalism in politics, and I'd rather talk about the independence of doing what we're doing as individuals in Nigeria, in Scotland, as independent businesses in the Nigeria, in UK, in wherever you may be. And I think I'm on this platform to talk about our independence very strongly about making products ourselves that we love using as much ingredients spices and flavors that we can find around us to make a fresh different product and at the same time when all the big guys are you know spending billions of dollars on advertising to fight each other for one percent of the market we are the real david against their goliath so for me independence here is about an independence business that's fully uh, registered in nigerian an independent team that can think for themselves and building a that is completely different from what's on the market i like to think why oh thank you you can clap you can clap it's just that you did not clap for me when i was talking you see why africa and asia i mean what would have thought that africans want to go to scotland what is a scottish what is a scottish doing in nigeria oh you obviously <laughs> never been to glasgow then <laughs> uh, well why not um, i mean many people say why is that's a really good question you know i was working I worked in Afghanistan, I've worked in South Korea, I've worked in London, I've worked in Ireland, I've worked in quite a few places. Um, and no one is nowhere has quite felt like home, like like Nigeria. Wow. But I would <laughs> I thought you were going to clap to that. So I'm not quite finished there. You know, I've spent five years in Kano, I've spent five years in Abuja, and now I'm in Lagos. So I've been wow. around these different areas. And I think that's one thing that's unique about this whole country is the hospitality and the warm welcome that we receive. Hmm. Um, but why start a business here? Look, 
really tough, really, really difficult. It's not easy. But the fact is, when you look around us and we go around, there's so much fruits, spices, flavors, culture that I'm like, why is this not in a beer? And in the international craft beer movement, it's about making interesting, exciting products. Mm. And Nigeria is full of that. And it's time that the country takes advantage of it. And being a small independent business, if we can help move in that direction with our master brewers and our team here, then that's our job as an independent business is to do that. And that's the exciting part as well. Wow, fantastic. You're saying your beer is made with love for Nigeria. So Jeremiah comes to mind. Scottish in Nigeria, making beer, haven't traveled around and saying there's no place like Rome. Why are you running? <laughs> what does being independent mean to you? <laughs> okay, thank you very much. <laughs> thank you very much for that question. You see, um, I think generally, um, going by the statistics, the whites coming to Nigeria, like they have more, um, more privilege than we, the citizens. I take you from here. Um, even we, the citizen, wants to live in Ikoivi, we cannot afford it. But Ex except for the flooding, I'm uh, afraid so, it doesn't <laughs> rain. So my so, but they can stick home and covert. I think the reason why we are going is because many of us want more. You live at this kind of stuff. We too want to live well. We want to be like our mates. We want to create records. We want uh, people to see us. Um, these persons are not just here wasting their lives. These persons are persons that are hustling, you know, because Nigeria generally everybody wants to have no more. So, like, you take care of the young ones, you know, the way they give birth, like from their own side, maybe family can just have three children or two. If you ask him, I will tell you. But us in Nigeria, you know, seven, eight, you know, like that, you know, after getting what it's looking for, like the greener pasture, you will not come and carry another one to that side. So wow. it has been a trend like that. The way you are saying it now, this is why guys won't let us come to the country. <laughs> but it's not really like that. I think it's the other way around. Oh, he's speaking the truth. Absolutely, he is. It's just that it's spoiling our chances. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But here's the point. You tried traveling out, yeah? And it ended well. I'm trying to find out what you're looking for. And I just want to know if you have found it, particularly when it comes to being independent. Because I remember you shared a story of how you were a dry cleaner in Benin and you were making some cash. And someone came to you and said, you can make even much more in euros if you go to Europe, right? Um, would you say that you have found that financial independence, that financial independence you were looking for before IOM brought you back? Okay, the truth is um, there is no financial independence you can have without peace of mind. Okay, when I traveled, I was seeking for peace. Like I shared a story when I was in prison for like nine months, I was unable to even see the sky. After that time, I was begging to even have independence, even have peace to eat what I want to eat, to call who I want to call, to watch any program, or to even have a phone. There was nothing like that. But when I saw, when I came back, when I went brought me, and I saw that this same person can still have access to that, because when you are in that side, that's another part of life entirely. 
you will not be able to express yourself. You cannot get married in the prison or in another mass now where you don't have documents. You cannot have a phone. You cannot communicate to your neighbors or to your loved ones. So coming back home, it's like everything is just turning together for my good and that independence. So independent general to me is just freedom and peace of mind. Can we put our hands together for you? You know, I learned from what you have said that there are certain things that, that are more important than money. Peace of mind, for instance. So he wanted money and he ended up in prison. Well, here in Nigeria, not in prison, right? Let's take this conversation to the UK and I can see BC Alibi there. BC, um, okay, let me go back to what I called you earlier. So I don't get into trouble with Dr. Ama. Executive coach, public speaker, international development consultant, media commentator, and we all did not have problems with that until you said you are gay. So talk to us right now from your own experience back at home in Nigeria, and now that you have relocated to the UK, did you find that kind of independence you did not get in Nigeria? How do you think that has evolved over the year? Happy Remembrance Day for October 2020, because we must never, never, never forget that day. It's part of Nigerian history and we must never forget it. But more importantly, it's part of the conversation we need to have about what independence means. Now, so to, to answer your question, you know, um, like um, Dr. Avi said, independence for me is a state of mind, right? It's being authentic, it's finding a purpose in your life. And it's very difficult if you happen to be the other in the society. So in Nigeria, I was a gay man that the law, the country, the society, the religious institution says, I am not fitting to have a say in the Commonwealth of Nigeria. In the UK, I am a black man that my existence here is constantly questioned, that I'm being told to go back home, that I'm being told, you know, that you know, we need to have special immigration policies to checkmate somebody like me. That we're being told that it is okay for the police to stop someone like me and search me just because I am black. And so in the framework of that, I have to dig really deep inside of me. I want to get a younger person's perspective to all of this. Olufosho Alufuge is a political analyst and human rights activist. But talk to us, what has been in the Mean to, you. to me, being independent simply means having the agency to do what I want and pursue what I want. Hmm. That is fantastic. It's just that everybody wants something, right? Yeah. But is there a sense what you want? It's not really what you need because you look at the community where we are it is why we have a government in place and we have laws governing all of the things that we do so the process by which you know what you want do you agree that young people in nigeria for instance have come of age given all of the society values even the education system to accurately what they want or perhaps what they need you know that wants are insatiable and wants are very vast. 
sometimes one's wants might uh, collide with somebody else's wants or might be adverse to somebody else's wants. But yes, Nigerians or young Nigerians, we know what we want. And that is why we, uh, we uh, often agitate for what we want in Nigeria. We want better governance. We want access to healthcare. We want uh, cheaper and better and affordable education. In Nigeria presently, for you to send yourself to school, you have to break a bank, you have to rob a bank, you have to break your neck. People are trying to go abroad to go and do a one-year course that will cost you over 4 million Naira, 5 million Naira. It is very, very deplorable. Um, it is possible for everyone to be independent and independent is defined personally. I can speak that over the how many decades I have been alive, my need for independence has changed. Um, right now, my independence is about having a voice and using my voice, taking my place at the table and speaking up, um, being passionate, I do. And um, being an activist, being an advocate, being a thought thinker is very important to me. So it, it changes. I believe that what you, your level of independence changes as you mature and the things that you find important also change as you get older. But it is possible for everyone to have independence. I mean, for a child, just being able to make a decision as to what they wear is a level of independence or what they eat, that is a level of independence or deciding what you're going to read when you go to university, that's a level of independence. So it is achievable and it will change as you mature and you just have to live with it. But most importantly, and I think Bissy hinted at that, is being authentic, being true to yourself and living the life that you believe that you were born to live to the fullest potential. That is being independent. Let me attempt to get back to BC. What, what I was trying to say is that, you know, while I was- All right, was go in, ahead, please. <laughs> while I was in Nigeria, I was, I always spent my life trying to be authentic in my own self within the spectrum of my sexuality and questioning what makes me a man. And am I a right man? Am I the man that my society and my culture expected? And so when I left Nigeria and I moved to the UK, the conversation shifted to blackness. And am I black enough? Do I uphold what it means to be black? Or do I betray black in my action? And also, how do I navigate this? So what I was trying to say is that independence is a state of mind, right? It's a place where you find yourself and where you're most authentic. And like uh, uh, Dr. Abi and Dr. Alma say, and it's, about, it's also about how you project it. So I have made a conscious decision to be independent, whether the society decides that I deserve it or not. That is none of my own business. I have chosen to live my life the way I want to live my life. And if that is going to cause some people sleep, I always wish them the best of luck. Come on, put your hands together for BC. BC, even if they call you Lucifer, right? <laughs> yes, that's that's my name. That's that's one of my names. And the, the story behind that was because Nigerians think because of who I am, I'm, I'm Lucifer. And the funny thing is they forget that Lucifer is the morning star, the most beautiful angel in heaven. 
And who else is to be Nigerian wow. Lucifer? But it's the first time I'm seeing that. I am beautiful. Something good can even come out of Lucifer. <laughs> <laughs> Our religious minds have kicked. It's almost said like falling in jail. <laughs> falling beautiful star. All right, let me get to Mayo uh, very quickly. Mayo, so there is a measure of compliance that is required to survive in a country like Nigeria. And I don't even think it's limited to Nigeria. It's that if you want to make a living in the short term, you have to comply. You have to obey the rule, even to enjoy a level of independence. So how do we, you know, fix this drive for independence that would require you to stand out and perhaps, you know, even in some way, like what we've heard many of people, many of the people say here, would require some both steps on your part not to align or comply when it is required. Right. Thank you very much for having me on the panel again. It's always great to be here. Um, having done business in two different countries, in the UK and in Nigeria, you're absolutely correct. And there are things that we definitely have to do. To, like, we have to comply to the rules. But at the same time, the, the people who tend to be the most successful, especially in recent times, are looked at to be disruptors, disruptors of the system. Um, and I feel the same way. I feel like my business has been, okay, before, just in case anybody knows, I'm in the fitness business. I'm also known as the Minister of Fitness. I have a fitness studio in Abuja and I had one in the UK as well. And um, yeah, so, so we had to, had to switch things up a little bit. And um, coming back to Nigeria, I almost had to relearn how things work but at the same time, still push for what I believe would work. And even though that completely like negated a lot of the thoughts that people had about what fitness was here in Nigeria. I mean, so it's, now it feels like people are catching on. And, you know, it's, a, it's a craze now. But at the time when I came back to Nigeria, 2014, fitness was just something that, you know, like young people would get, young people who had money and time, and nothing, like nothing else to do with their time would be involved in. Well, it's different now and, you know, so, but at the time when I first came, it was really difficult and I felt like a bit of a disruptor then. Still having to comply with the rules, but at the same time, not getting disheartened or, or settling for everybody else's thoughts and beliefs of what I should do. I come from a very educated family as well, who believe in like, you know, Ivy League education. I've, I was you know, educated in very, very good schools. And everybody else had expectations of what I should do. You know, I should be a doctor, I should be a, you know, engineer, lawyer. And then deciding I wanted to do fitness was just like, what a waste of our money kind of thing, you know? And so, so yeah, we were spoken about independent thoughts and having the, the opportunity and the chance to say, this is what I want to do. I'm pursuing it, I'm pushing for it still. And um, as difficult as that might seem in a country like Nigeria, it's still very possible because there's so All many- All right, so just hold on, you know, Hold on, Mayor, so we can fix the instability in the network. But Mayor is one of the people causing trouble now in the sense that, you know, they're the ones that don't make our pot belly look sexy again. <laughs> the six packs gang, yeah? Right. All right, you won't put us in trouble. Many of us don't sparks, but we really appreciate what you're doing and we celebrate your expression. Go ahead, Skelly. Oh, sure. Um, I, I think um, I'm not going to elaborate more on, uh, on a definition of 
independence. I think that that's that's been done very well to, uh, here today. However, um, I'll just relate that to my life and the things that I've um, I've experienced. Um, I, on a very personal note, um, I think independence is extremely important to me. It, it, I, I don't like orthodoxies. I don't, well, let me not say I don't like orthodoxies. I like to question orthodoxies. And, um, and, that, and, I, and I do like a measure of flexibility in my life. And for a long time, I didn't have that. Um, and it took a toll on my mental health for a number of reasons. And I still feel as though I'm still recovering from that period. Um, so independence is extremely important. And my advice to people, especially for young people, is, is seek it on your own terms and get it on your own terms. Um, we are often trying to please, um, whether it's the older generation or at certain institutions in society with the decisions that we make about how we live. Um, and I, I often tell people that, um, that, that subsuming your independence, your desire for independence in service of these other factors in our society is a one-way route to unhappiness. So, um, so it's, it's really important that people assert their, their independence um, in their lives. And also in my professional life, I work in international development, and we're often talking about you know, how many million people are dying of this and how many thousand, how many million children are out of school and all these other things. Um, and we, we often get lost in, in statistics. Um, but what keeps me motivated and grounded in my life, in my professional life, is when I can actually transform whatever I'm working on to its impact on the ability of people to live lives on their own terms. So instead of talking about how many million people are dying um, of, uh, you know, uh, uh, how many maternal deaths there are in the world, for example, um, it's much easier for me to connect to an individual story of a woman who is, um, who is able to live according to her own terms um, because she has the right interventions from government. Um, so I, 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 I drive everything in my world back towards the ability of people to live full, um, um, actualized lives on their own terms. And independence is central to that. That people don't feel powerless, that people are, um, are able to take their own decisions is extremely important to me. So um, it's not just something that I, I value in my own life, but independence is something that I actively pursue helping other people to find in theirs. Thank you. And uh, I didn't say thank you for, for having me on the show. Um, <laughs> again, so I appreciate it. You're that. welcome, Skelly. Please put your hands together for Skelly. So, um, hang on, guys, online. If you can do another thing, if there's anything you think you skipped when you were talking, you can type it out and then I can read it. But we're going to take a break from here, ask the live band to give us some good music for just about five minutes, and then zip take a zip on our drinks and return with the second session. Thank you for listening to Thinking Reimagined. We invite you to subscribe to our podcast 
and welcome your comments, insights, and learnings as we strive to transform our global society. A change in mindset, engagement, collaboration, dialogue, awareness, and education. Thinking reimagined, changing the mindset for a better global society.